0: That movie sucked. I kind of liked it.
1: Movie night crew network.
0: With difficulty, owing to their bulky backpacks, the nine of them crowded around the old boot held out by Amos Diggory. They all stood there in a tight circle as a chill breeze swept over the hilltop. Nobody spoke. It suddenly occurred to Harry how odd this would look if a muggle were to walk up here now. Nine people, two of them grown men, clutching this manky old boot in the semi-darkness, waiting. What's up, potheads? Welcome to the Restricted Section, the show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the way that the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thank you for being here. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about today. Chapter 6, The Port Key. Honestly, this whole chapter is summed up by the title. They uh, find, use, and discard the port key in this one. Gang, we're really just learning what is a port key. Like maybe that will come up again in a moment of crisis. I'm not sure. We get to meet Amos and Cedric Diggory along the way. Extremely handsome Cedric. That's a direct quote. And now we're all at the Quidditch World Cup. Welcome to the restricted section where old and mo- moldy vo- Wow, that's a hard one where old and moldy boots are very valuable. I am delighted to be joined by my dear friend today Andrew. Say hello to the listeners, Andrew.
1: Hello listeners. I'm a little concerned that I'm your friend today. I thought I was your friend <laughs> most days. like
0: Wow, that that's a good point, clarity of language.
1: It hurts. Okay.
0: You got to put commas in places to make it clear what words are grouped together. (laughs) And I am so excited that our special guest today is friend of the pod, Anna. Say hello to the listeners, Anna. Hello. Hey, every time I say hello to the listeners, I hear Leela in the back of my head because one time she said, say hello to the listeners, Leela. (laughs) But she sings it a lot better than me. But anyway, that's what my head does when I say say hello to the listeners. Anna, we're so glad you're here. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your Harry Potter history? When, how did you get into it?
2: Um, The first memory I have is listening to the audiobook in third grade of Prisoner of Azkaban.
0: Oh, would you look at the time? What time is it? It's correction o'clock. All right, Anna didn't even listen to this audiobook in third grade. It was fifth grade. Okay, don't get it twisted. Don't go telling people Anna listened to this in third grade because it's not true. And you're going to look like a damn fool.
2: I'm sure I read the first two before that. um, But that's the first memory I have of it. Um, I wasn't cool enough to go to any midnight books uh, releases. um, So I didn't actually finish the series until probably 10 years ago. I picked it back up and read the whole thing. I had seen the movies and uh yeah so I started back up about 10 years ago and then I read it every year at least once if not twice um usually in fall winter
0: yes I tend to read this series obviously not anymore because we're reading it very slowly over the course of like 10 years but I usually read Harry Potter once every two to three years and I always start reading it around like uh, October, November, right as I'm starting to spiral into that winter depression. It's yep. like quickly, quickly, something.
2: Bring the joy, bring the joy. Yes.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, what Hogwarts house are you?
2: um I like to call myself a Raven Puff. Yes, uh,
0: I love Raven
2: Puffs. Me too. Every time I take the test, depending on the day or month or whatever, um, I either I get either one, and it's about 50-50, so I like to claim both.
0: Wow. I love that. Yeah, we're here today to talk about Goblet of Fire, Chapter 6, The Port Key. That's what happens in this chapter.
1: It is a very descriptive title.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, and we're done. That's it. Thanks for joining me today, gang. <laughs> okay, bye.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So we wake up, it's the World Cup, let's go, wait, 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 hold on, why does Ron get to bring two friends to the World Cup and no one else gets to bring anybody?
2: Yeah, that's the question. I'm sure it's because their tickets are free, but, um, and Harry basically lives there, and it seems like Hermione basically lives there every summer, too, so it works out.
1: I always thought that it was um, not by accident that they ended up there. I always figured that, like, Fudge wanted Potter in that box. Like, he wanted him in the press box to show him off, like, that's right, we got Harry Potter on top of everything else here. You know, he's like the trophy.
0: That tracks. Here's my question. Why bring Hermione, who doesn't give even one single
1: shit? (laughs) Well, if you're going to, like try and fandangle your way to get Harry to show up. You don't want him to be suspicious, right?
0: Did you know it's actually against the law for any podcast editor to uh, permit one of their episodes to say don't be suspicious without including the following audio clip? Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious.
1: Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. So you don't want it to be obvious that you're just bringing Harry Potter to bring Harry Potter. So you're like, yeah, bring your whole family. And by the way, doesn't your son like the... The two people, like he has two friends, not just one, two friends. Why doesn't he bring both of those friends?
0: Bring the spare. Oh, and one of them's muggle-born. How good for like muggle relations.
1: Right. It's a perfect picture.
0: Here's who I would have brought. I think obviously Harry gets to come. He's an orphan. He's never had a single joy in his life. Bring Harry. Bring Lee Jordan. Because then two of your kids get to have their best friend there. Uh, Or, like, two additional kids.
1: Yeah. And Lee Jordan
0: loves Quidditch.
1: Maybe the Weasleys know their children very well. And they also know what's going to go on in the future. Ron was actually... His friend was Hermione. He doesn't know, but his friend was Hermione. And Jenny's friend was Harry. Okay? (laughs) Like, this was... Molly knows her kids, okay? This woman knows her children. She knew already how the world was going to work out. And... Your plan actually did happen, Tristan. That's what I'm telling you. It's like, that did happen. It just doesn't look as obvious.
0: You know that the second Ron Weasley brought Hermione Granger into the Weasley household, Molly and Arthur were like, we we have to make this happen. He, this is his only hope. <laughs>
1: this is the only chance he ever has. <laughs> <laughs> Please God let him let her find him endearing.
0: Get ready for the longest slow burn of your life, Mister <laughs> and Missus Weasley. Okay, so everyone wakes up at the ass crack of dawn, except for Percy, Charlie, and Bill. They get to apparate later, and we get like a nice little rundown, like what is operation? We've never really addressed it before, but I get the feeling it's going to come up in this book.
1: <laughs> I did anyone? So my copy, I have the big illustrated one. Mm-hmm. Apparate is capitalized every time.
0: It is in the in every edition.
1: Really? I have yeah. never noticed that before.
0: I'm pretty sure. What about you, Anna?
2: I think so. I'm looking... Yep, apparating is capitalized. Um,
0: That bitch loves to capitalize some words. Like, she will capitalize anything.
2: It's true.
0: I'm trying to make a she'll capitalize on blank, blank, blank joke, but, like, I can't really pull it together.
2: Well, she's continuing to capitalize on this series, so...
0: That's true. I can't emphasize this enough. Buy her book secondhand. Or pirate it. We don't, wink, condone, wink, pirating, (laughs) wink, unless, wink, you're on, wink, a boat. (laughs) (laughs) In last week's episode, we were wondering if Bill Weasley was a straight-up pirate, because he was like, Gringotts doesn't care what I do as long as I bring home all the treasure, and he has, like, one earring and, like, dragon leather boots. That's pirate shit. For sure. And the alternative is that he's just stealing treasure for Britain, which I don't like that.
2: <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what's happening because he, he lives in Egypt. He goes in the tombs. He gets the treasure from the w- dead wizards out of the tombs. I mean, sounds like it.
0: I mean, he definitely, he could have, I guess, like specialized in wizard banking. Cause he works for Gringotts, but like, I like to think that he specialized in like wizard anthropology and history. So maybe maybe he's like helping with the treasure.
2: Yeah, and like intellectually. And stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a charm breaker too. Oh uh, yeah. he's just yeah. so there's no other word for it. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're talking about operation. Harry starts asking questions, so we have to learn what splinching is. Thanks, Harry.
1: Everyone else, like, when you first read this as a child, thought of it as something comical, right? Like, like a just... Well,
0: he says in the paragraph, he's like a leg and an eyeball sitting on the ground.
1: Right, like, but it's not like a gory leg and eyeball. Like I thought of like a cartoonish, like, like a well-rounded leg that, like, you know, has no gore. Like it doesn't even look like like a prop. Yeah, it doesn't even look like it was ever attached to anyone. It's just like a perfectly rounded hip into leg,
0: a Barbie leg that pulled out of its socket.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, first they have to like do this to you. They have to give it to you in a comical way because. It's the first time you're even hearing of it, and then it escalates.
1: Oh, it escalates.
0: I that's one of like the hardest scenes for me to read in this whole series and was is when Ron gets splinched in the last book.
1: Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, spoilers
0: all the time. (laughs) He gets splinched and like it's bad. The amount of splinched that he gets in the movies is less.
1: On the on the scale of one to splinch, he is a solid splinch.
0: <laughs> Mr. Weasley is just so happy to explain anything. He's probably like, Harry, this is super boring, but I would love to ask you about plugs.
1: <laughs> the electrical kind. <laughs> you know, my favorites.
0: So Mrs. Weasley interrupts in the middle of a sentence because she catches a glimpse of something in George's pocket. I like I guess I got yelled at as a kid or something because I had like a visceral like response to this when George gets like snapped at I was like, oh shit I, it was me, oh my God, I'm in trouble. She found it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: And it's like that split second of like, do I lie? Is there any way out? <laughs>
1: yeah. Is there any way I could possibly lie? not let's be honest if you're a certain age, like a certain level of teenager, at least in my case, it wasn't, will I lie? It's, is there any way I could feasibly get away with a lie? Like, is there any possibility whatsoever that a lie could work? And if there is, I'm probably going to try and lie.
0: Um, also, if there's no chance, I probably was still going to lie. I lied <laughs> a lot as a kid. I was a master liar. I lied constantly.
1: <laughs> and now I only lie to myself about how happy I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Now I uh, I've gone way too far in the other direction. I should try being a little less honest sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they have their little candies. They're Weasleys. Pause. Wizarding. Pause. Wheezes. <laughs> Wait. Shit. Is there an ing on that word? Wait. <laughs> um. Is it? I thought it was wizard wheezes. but in my notes say wizarding. So now I have to check everything. Okay. My book says Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. So good for me. <laughs> yeah. Killing it. Well, here's the thing is I just took the picture of the chapter title where I spelled out Weasley's Wizard Wheezes for the Instagram today. Because, whoa, spoiler alert, we recorded this exactly one week ago. And I was worried that I had spelled it wrong, but I didn't. Everything's fine. Hey, don't even worry about it. Everything's fine. <laughs>
1: We're all good. Everything's okay. Why are we all panicking? You're the only <laughs> one panicking. No!
0: Well, Mrs. We- Mrs. Weasley and the twins, I think, are panicking also um, at each other. So Molly is, like, accioing all of the treats out of the hiding spots on their clothes. Like, some pretty elaborate hiding spots.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, they had it, like, sewed into their jackets.
1: Here's the thing that does disappoint me. And I don't know whether I'm disappointed or if this is just proof of how awesome Molly Weasley is. Mm. But if anyone is going to fully evade getting their entire stash caught, it's the Weasley twins, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, and I'll be honest, I might be showing the fact that I haven't read this book in quite a while, but I don't remember them having any when they get to the uh, World Cup.
0: Presumably, with all the information we have, they don't get any of their candies there.
1: Which I'm honestly surprised, like, is that just how good Molly Weasley is, or did the uh, did the twins like misstep here?
0: Here's the thing is, I think Molly is that good, and I think probably her Accio spell is incredibly good. Give me that. How did you get that? Hand that to me right now. Stop fighting over this toy. Give it to me <laughs> you know. Slash. Wow, that the garden is really far away, and I really only need like one basil leaf, so I'm just gonna yeah. go ahead and accio that.
1: <laughs> I would be the laziest wizard ever. I know. Ever. <laughs> ever, like I would use technology and then use magic to bridge the gap of laziness that technology still requires you to overcome. <laughs> so like, if like I'm walking
0: s- to the fridge, walking to yeah. the fridge, if
1: your phone is across the room, like, Ugh, bah, mm-hmm. like. No, I'm not standing up. What? No. I, I'm a wizard and I was muggle porn. I am sitting down the rest of my life. Thank you very much. I have earned that. I have studied the two worlds. I know the way to combine them. This is my future. I embrace it. I am Wally. Like, I
0: was just, I was exactly about to say that.
1: that well, that's, good
0: for you, Andrew.
1: That would be my goal, is just to float around <laughs> on my throne and enjoy life to the fullest.
0: i hope you get to achieve that i hope you you win the lottery (laughs) tonight yay yeah well this time next week we'll know wow andrew what if you're rich by the time this comes out
1: oh you wouldn't know i'd be the only one to know for a while
0: (sighs) please pay off my house that you can hang out here anytime you want to (laughs) so molly weasley mad as hell throws away all of their candy which i do think that is very rude and I hope she goes back into the trash can afterwards and puts them in, like, a little jar for them later. Like, it's really, I don't think it is okay at all to, like, completely destroy your child's, like, creative products, you know?
1: I, I think those are kind of a health and safety hazard. I think the bigger problem is, like, don't just throw them away. If you're going to dispose of them, incinerate them. Like, if something accidentally eats one of those things, it's dead.
0: What I would probably do is take them and try to figure out exactly what they were Mm -hmm. and see if I could help make them safer at all. Because I think just like telling your kids, fuck you, you don't get to do this thing. That's your dream that you're good at, that you're pursuing. And like, we're not talking about it. Just straight up, fuck you. I think that is a bad parenting move. (laughs) You know,
1: I've gotten to the point. I try not to judge parents. I just don't know. I I don't know. And on top of that, I'm to the point now that I'm pretty much decided I don't think I'm ever going to have kids. So, like, ooh. Dude,
0: I'm kind of like the opposite of you where I'm like, this is how I would act. And maybe that makes me a bad parent. So, thank God, I'm not going to have kids. (laughs) I think I would be. I I was going to say a hard ass, but I guess not as much of a hard ass as Molly Weasley.
2: (laughs) Molly's super excited about, like, grades. Like, that's her thing is she wants them to, like have good grades so they can get a good job but I don't think she's quite computing that all they really want to do is own a shop and make their own stuff and so I think that's hard for her to come to terms with
0: yeah well and I mean Bill and Percy set a really high bar um we don't really know about Charlie's grades any thoughts about what kind of grades Charlie probably got in school
2: he probably did well. I mean, at least in Care of Magical Creatures, for sure. True.
0: Yeah. He actually got a good Care of Magical Creatures education with, um, what's their face? The the last teacher who was there before. Grubby Plank? Yeah. Yeah, grub, I think it's Grubbly Plank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he probably got, like, not excellent grades, but, like, n- nothing for a parent to fuss at, you know?
1: He, he probably was able to get away with it, too, because Percy would have been killing it from a young age, like, in the grades department. So he just got that middle child syndrome where he just, like... Yeah,
0: they're, like, two out of our three kids are doing pretty well. Let's not worry about the middle one, well, don't worry.
1: Wasn't he a Quidditch captain, though? So he still had, like, his own accomplishments?
0: Really captain?
1: I believe so.
0: Yeah, I think so. I believe you. Yeah, you're right. I just, you know, I believed you, but I still... I don't want to give the listeners false information. This is my job, okay?
1: You do realize you just <laughs> cursed us, and at some point in this episode, we are going to give false information. Oh, no. It might have already oh, happened.
0: God, oh, God. I told you I got over the lying thing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, they all set out into the dark early morning. It's I can, like, almost feel this scene, you know, like, walking through the wet grass, like, w- before the sun comes
1: out. It's... Quite possibly one of my favorite uh, times of year, right? When you still, like, get the the fog in the morning and the the dew, but it's still cold and crisp. It hasn't frozen over the fog or the uh, dew yet, but it's still, like, right on that edge. Oh, Mm -hmm. gosh.
0: Yeah, it kind of gives me, like, traumatic flashbacks also to, like, going to high school at, (laughs) like, 6 o'clock in the morning or whatever. (laughs) It's it's either, like, super exciting or, like, oh, fuck, school.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't realize how much of Harry Potter was trauma linked to you.
0: <laughs> wow. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess if you spend, like, 25% of your life indulging in, like, one specific, like, media series, then probably a lot of drama gets linked to it. <laughs> and a lot of joy. Yay! That fun trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this man, this whole chapter is like kind of an info dump. Harry's like, how does everyone even get to the World Cup? So Arthur is just like cheerfully explaining port keys and like, he's like, "That's a logistical nightmare.
1: Which, okay. Are you telling me that the international Quidditch community can't get together and just create a permanent place for the Quidditch World Cup? Like, I understand it's supposed to be analogous to the regular World Cup, but the difference is that you don't have to hide the regular World Cup from everyone. Right. You know, you don't have to hide the Olympics. In fact, you do quite the opposite. So, like, right. if you're going to do that, it only makes sense to have, like, an off in the middle of, like, the sea. A, you know, like an artificial island that only like wizards Azkaban, can get to.
0: but for Quidditch. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Quidditch command. <laughs>
0: That would be so cool. It's in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, my God. That's perfect. No one goes there.
1: That's why it's the Bermuda Triangle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Andrew, the last time you were on an episode, we also talked about the Bermuda Triangle. We talked about Bermuda specifically, actually, not the Triangle.
1: I was going to say, what?
0: What? (laughs) So they're climbing this big ass hill. It's called Stoat's Head Hill. Stoat. Okay, this is the first time in my life that I've read this series knowing what a stoat is. As a reminder, it's like a weasel. Yeah. Basically. And Hagrid eats them. But totally. like Oh, um it's called a stole.
1: Oh, a stoat stole? It's Could a, a, stoat you make a stoat stole. stole.
0: That's infuriating. <laughs>
1: Looking foxy in your stoat stole. <laughs> Just kidding. i would be gross.
0: So they all spread out looking for this porky, but they don't even know what it is because a porky is always a piece of garbage or something nobody wants to touch.
2: Yeah. Here's my question. They say they do that so that muggles won't pick it up. But um, what about people that pick up litter? Like I pick up litter when I see it in the park. Yeah. What I do if i accidentally portkeyed? This is
0: from a shittier time and a shittier place, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the country of Britain. And it was the mid to late 90s.
1: The British countryside in 94. Yeah, I'm trying
0: to remember if Mike in the last episode said exactly what year it is, because he tends to know for his elaborate pop culture references, you know. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I would accidentally get swept away by a porky. Um Slash, I think I would also desperately not be able to find a port key I was looking for.
1: Well, and that's the real sad truth is that in this day and age, like, port keys could not work this way because people would be just picking up everything. Like, just walking along like there's nothing but trash. What, what what could it be is it the cigarette carton is it the uh <laughs> the empty monster energy drink that is just like sitting like what could it be it's literally impossible to tell
0: yeah i i think that it's like not unreasonable that arthur should have been able to find out what this port key looks like ahead of time you know like how it, the ministry put it here right
1: yeah, and if you're going to the effort to, like, put 200 across Great Britain, couldn't you also, like, keep track of what each one is? Or is a third column on the spreadsheet just, like, too much?
0: <laughs> or, like, a map? Just imagine, like, a little map of Britain with just little stamps of the little items. That would be adorable and very easy-friendly, user-friendly, easy to read.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And what if you miss your port key? Like, do you take the night bus? Like, what do you do? And why is the night bus not a possible option?
0: Ooh, it probably is. But honestly, the Weasleys probably don't fuck with the night bus. That seemed like a bit of more of a desperate situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would probably end up taking the night bus. It's, you know, there's a bus for only $20 from here to the Quidditch World Cup.
2: Yeah. Bruh. Why would you take muggle transportation if you can take the night bus? Yeah.
1: Why would you sure. touch an old boot if you could just take the night bus?
2: <laughs> it probably smells. <laughs> well,
1: so does the bus, probably.
2: That's <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I
0: just, uh, I think there's just a lot of alternatives that could have happened here. I think Arthur, if they had missed the port key, I think he probably would have just called somebody to like come make a new one, or like I think he might even be able to make one himself because it's a simple spell that Dumbledore does eventually for somebody. True.
1: It's Dumbledore. He just picks it up and is like port I think it's literally Portis, which like I
2: th- I think it's wow. portis too. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. Except that then like Mad-Eye Moody says something about it's not worth their life creating one unauthorized. So I feel like uh, they're like a big plot hole where Dumbledore can do it, willy nilly, but Somebody else goes to try and do it, and there's, like, a notification in the ministry. Dumbledore, though,
0: he can apparate all willy-nilly. He can do a lot of things all willy-nilly. He sure can. He needs to put his willy away, frankly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No one needs to see that willy-nilly. No one
0: one needs to see that. So, they don't don't find the porky. There's a shout, though, from someone who has found it. It's Amos Diggory. Da-da-da-da.
1: How big but, is this hilltop?
0: <laughs> dude, it's like a British moor. It could be like a really big hill.
1: It's more like a plateau. Yeah. Because it says that they don't see them and they call and like Amos calls from across the hill. I don't well, know. Maybe
0: there's a lot of trees, but then that would be like an extra hard for the port case. Situation.
1: Yeah. By the way, good luck looking through the woods, nerd. Like... <laughs> Go get your moldy boot out of the woods and then take the port key. <laughs> Everything about this is starting to sound like insulting. <laughs> All right, we're going to make you get up real early. And then you got to climb a fucking hill.
0: Well, the Lovegood's have been there for two weeks already or whatever because they had the shitty tickets. Yeah.
1: I mean, if I know anything about Luna Lovegood, she digs camping. Like I don't know <laughs> but why right. but that just that screams Luna Love Good to me.
0: Yeah, that's the thing with chapters like this is it's like, damn, upon reading this there's kind of nothing going on. But like there's always something going on. There's always shit to pick apart. This worky business makes absolutely no sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, once again, it's one of the things that the illustrious author of the series chose to do many times. It's like they had an idea of how many things they wanted to put in the book, like how many references, and then they just dumped them as much as possible. So, like, you'll get these chapters where it's, like, books worth of future shit that's all just jammed into, Uh, like, one chapter.
0: It's just, like, poor... It's poor writing. The thing is that, you know, I, I know we say this all the time, but when I read this book, I usually barrel through it. So I don't clock these short inconsequential chapters because they all blur together in this like nice little montage of recap and like world building and like Molly Weasley's cooking, but like reading it chapter by chapter. Yeah. This is just buildup. This is just walking up a hill.
1: Yeah. It, it's actually, it's kind of funny because it I've had the same, you know, effect with reading them slowly and like over the course of years, as opposed to days.
0: It's been and years.
1: What it, what it really does kind of point out is how good the first few movies were especially because the first few movies have this like episodic feel of like these times right and when you read the books especially you know this one it's like summer fall winter resolution right like that's the way that like a lot of these books in the series go is that you have the summer shit then you have like the fall is where like the problem is introduced then you have You know, the the winter where everything goes mad and they have a little time by themselves. And then you get to the resolution at the end in the spring.
0: Yeah, actually, like this setup kind of fucked me up. And like, I expect the same from other series. Like I recently reread the Percy Jackson series and I was like, okay, well, a lot of this takes place at Camp Half-Blood. So I guess that every book starts in the summertime at Camp Half-Blood and then like goes through the school year. And then, like, we start the next book at the next camp, summer at Camp Half Blood, and not at all. It's like it's like this book takes like three weeks. This book takes six months, and then in the next book, you're four years older, and it's like that's dr- dramatic. But it's it's, it's, yeah. it's like a more whiplash going around um, to these different books than I've come to expect from reading Harry Potter. Yeah. So Amos Diggory has a moldy old boot <laughs> on each foot on on each foot and then he's also holding one <laughs> <laughs> also there's Cedric quote extremely handsome which as a reminder the narrator definitely is like pretty much Harry
2: so <laughs> Harry's like hey he's hot way hotter than Malfoy
0: and like I think that makes sense because you know the way that he's like dude that's honestly there's no other way to describe Bill like he's cool he's a cool dude I'm 14 this guy is cool <laughs> And I feel like Harry looks at Cedric and he's like, I got nothing. You're extremely handsome.
1: (laughs) Cedric is like the ultimate good boy. And that's what Harry wants to be is is an ultimate level good boy. He's like, you look very handsome and look very attractive to everyone. (laughs) Clearly everyone would be into you.
0: (laughs) Man, I just like haven't found my perfect Cedric yet. Like, obviously Robert Pattinson no longer does it for me because it's like... It's just not right. Um, the Cedric from Puffs was very good. I if you haven't seen that, and I definitely recommend it. But he wasn't this like kind of like suave, extremely handsome. Like he's a bit gawky and like kind of puffy. You know, yeah. this Cedric in the books is like just like stoic, chiseled. You know, kind of a cocoa <laughs> <laughs> Cash may bring up Cocoa every turn because I married him, basically. <laughs> Steady as the beating drum. So Arthur introduces everyone and we get the classic Harry, Harry Potter. <laughs> and he's By like, yeah, no, theater. it's me. <laughs> 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 Something that is hard when you're writing a secondary world fantasy or a fantasy like this where it's a whole subculture that's like pretty out of touch with our culture is writing language like writing slang and like including profanities and stuff like swearing and so i really like the way that like they do swearing in these books there's like the stuff that the dads say like merlin's beard is like a dad grandpa thing to say Mm -hmm. um
1: they like made their own and i only learned this word the other day so i might be using it wrong neo logoism
0: I think it's ne- like, like a loggia. Neologism. Yeah. Neologism.
1: Neologism. Yeah. Um, which is a cool word I only learned recently, but it, it's, they, she, they did a really good job of creating that, right? Of put, a like, newly
0: coined word or expression.
1: Yeah. So it's everything from like anything that's like brand new slang that isn't established slang yet to like Coke instead of Coca-Cola. Right?
0: I see. (laughs) Yes. By Marlon's beard. I was like, what the fuck were we talking about? How did we get here? (laughs) By Marlon's beard. Amos Diggory is bragging about how Cedric beat Harriet Quidditch the year before. I love Amos Diggory. I love a ride or die. He's obviously a Hufflepuff Hufflepuff too because he's loyal as hell. (laughs) But, yeah, you don't, like, brag to a bunch of kids about how they
2: lost. <laughs> Especially because it wasn't even Harry's fault. He almost died. Mm. Yeah.
1: in the way that he words it, too, like, if one can hold on to their broom and the other one can't, it's like, <laughs> okay, that is a, gr- a vast oversimplification of the situation at hand. Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah. It kind of gave me, like, alumni dad vibes where he's like, yeah, my kid's on the football team and this is what you're going to remember forever. Cause it's what I remember forever. Cause I Thank peaked you. in high school. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's oh what it makes me him. feel
2: like. Amos no, you're absolutely
0: right. What I'm so sorry. What'd you say?
2: Uh, I said, Amos is kind of a douche and I don't feel he's very puff. I mean, he's very loyal, but he's not okay. very kind.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I did hear you say it the first time and I wanted you to repeat it louder and with more feelings. <laughs> so I'm glad yeah. you did. There you go. So do, do, is he maybe a Gryffindor? I don't know, maybe. With his bravado.
1: Or maybe he's just the other side of Hufflepuff where he is very loyal and it's not that he's trying to be a dick, it's just that he like he is so loyal to Cedric and he's going to push that, that motive yeah. and like even though it might not come out right or might not sound right, it's like this no no, this is what's important, is my son won.
2: Kinda like Ernie McMillan. Oh, my God. Ernie fucking
1: McMahon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of like a frat boy Hufflepuff. Like, even uh, even a Hufflepuff in a frat is still going to, like, act a certain way, you know?
1: Right.
0: Hufflebro. 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 Gnarly.
1: Or Pufflebro.
0: (laughs) So, it's time. Oop. Quickly, everyone. (laughs) It's time right now. We didn't talk about it before. I didn't explain the concept to you. You have no idea what's going on. (laughs) <laughs> to me, quickly, to me. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone touches the port key.
1: How strongly do you think you must grasp said port key?
0: I think like skin to skin.
1: You think like yeah. just a fingertip would do you or like... A fingertip have to have doesn't... To, like... <laughs> wait, wait,
0: wait, that sounds wrong. A fingertip... <laughs> You're the one who said, will a fingertip do ya?" And like, yeah, I, I, one it probably will. would. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the fingertip is enough. He like pokes it with the tip of his finger.
2: Yeah, right? I think yeah. Mr. Weasley even says it'll only take like touching it with your finger.
1: I really should have paid more attention at the end of the chapter.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> like, really should have, Andrew. It spelled it out. <laughs> yeah, it does say, it says, uh, you just need to touch the port key. That's all a finger will do.
0: No, thank you so much, Andrew. You're being a stand-in for the listener who doesn't know anything. And so that way we can explain everything.
1: <laughs> I, I do feel bad. I, I legitimately read this chapter twice, but nothing happens. And it was just like, by the time I got to the end of it, I was just like, ah. Uh...
0: Andrew, don't feel bad. One time I in college, I was taking a world literature class and it was like pretty hard for me. Everything's translated. It's all poetry. I don't really fuck with poetry. And the teacher would, like, do a quiz at the beginning of every class to make sure you had done the reading. It was, like, pulling stuff from the poems. You had to, like, answer these questions to verify that you had done the reading. And I would read them every time, uh, several times. I would read them – in fact, it escalated to reading them as many times as I physically could – and I was still failing these quizzes because none of it stuck in my brain at all, because it's all generally it was a really hard class for me. So I went to the teacher's office hours and I was like, hey, I'm having a really hard time keeping any of this stuff. What do I do? And she was like, honestly, read it more. And I was like, OK, well, I'm already reading each of these poems like five or six times. And she was like, read it more. I don't know.
1: Can Remember you assign about us it, it more. better poems? Is that possible? <laughs> like maybe don't give us crap. Just saying.
0: There is one poem from that class that stuck with me. Like, hell, and I've actually plugged it on this podcast before, but the name is escaping me right
2: now. That was, like, my least favorite class. Absolutely, me too.
0: Well, and I had to take it twice.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> I'm pretty,
0: sure, pretty sure I failed it twice, and then I was just like, I'll do something else. I don't know. <laughs> this one's not I working. I will fast. find
1: another path, goddammit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well. I don't remember the name of that poem, but if my heart were a wild bird by 15th century turkish love poetry master fuzuli if my heart were a wild bird it would nest in your twisted curl wherever i am O oh Jin, my love is by your side i'm happy with my suffering take your hand from the medicine that will cure me O oh doctor do not heal me the poison that destroys me is your cure Don't be shy and pull your skirts from the hands of those fallen with love. Take care, for the hands which hold your hem, if you suddenly emptied, may pray evilly to the sky. The fragments of my shattered heart lie pierced on the spear points of your lashes. Go to sleep drunk on your own beauty and mend my heart by the closing of your eyes. Separation from you is death, beloved, the end of life itself. I am bewildered by others who live long apart from you. The wick of your spirit is twisted like the hyacinth curl of the beloved. Hey, Fuzuli, you can't hope for release until you burn like a candle with love's flame. So, we're in the middle of a porky. How do we get so distracted in the middle of a porky?
1: <laughs> Love finds a way.
0: <laughs> so, Harry feels this pull like in his gut. And I thought that was interesting because as I recently mentioned, I recently reread the Percy Jackson series for the first time. And that's also where like magic kind of grabs Percy is like behind the belly button. Isn't that interesting?
2: I feel Mm. like that happens in a lot of books with magic, that it's in your gut. You have to like reach down into your gut and pull it up and whatever. That's so interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Not to totally take this off track, but when I was young, for whatever reason, when I read the word navel, I thought it was, like, behind your boob. <laughs> and so I always imagine, like, being pulled by, like, your boob anywhere that you went. Shut <laughs> the <That's laughs>
2: <such a laughs> fuck I love it.
1: <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. But, like, I misread it. I think. I guess maybe I thought I read nipple or something. But for some reason, like, to this day, I hear navel. And, like, in regards to a port key, I hear navel. And I still think, like, boob. Like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> my tenders.
0: yeah god's grant that none of us gets yanked by our boobs anywhere
1: <laughs> thank the sounds lord like a, it sounds like an old greek punishment in tartarus <laughs> being <laughs> led by the breast around
2: <laughs> is that why some people have three nipples <laughs> <laughs> I'm this is my punishment nipple? <laughs> I think Harry Styles has four. The, what? That Harry Styles has four. He must be in extra trouble. Does Harry Styles really have four nipples? I think so.
1: What? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what? Save some yeah. for the rest of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously, I fact checked this one, and here is. Um what I learned from the article Harry Styles has four nipples and here's the scientific reason why which was posted in Lad Bible earlier this year. He does have four nipples, they're tiny, they're cute. Um it's explained in this article that sometimes when human beings are developing nipple cells just wander. <laughs> so it's not uncommon to have extra nipples. Um it turns out Mark Wahlberg has three nipples, and that's that's the only other example this article gives but um, but there you go. four nipples. Double your pleasure. If you do have a third nipple that's exclusively for punishment, surely it's pierced, right?
1: surely? <laughs> if it's not, it will be <laughs>
0: Uh, we always like spiral really hard, like right before the very last thing that happens in the chapter, and I'm like, how do I just
1: How do we land this port key?
0: Yeah, well they land. They're here. That's oh, my last it. note
1: of of the chapter.
0: <laughs> They're
2: here. I feel like it sounds like um maybe Cedric Diggory has taken a port key before because him, Mr. Diggory, and Mr. Weasley are still standing and everybody else is on the ground.
0: Oh. I wonder if like it's an easy way to travel with kids. Maybe yeah. like, fl- I don't know, flu powder costs money, but making a port key is free. So maybe Amos Degree got certified in port key magic, or whatever. Since you can't do it unless you're allowed to.
1: Why well, could also and he works for in- the
0: ministry, so yeah, exactly. Maybe they have classes on the weekends.
1: Yeah, it, it could also be the opposite, though. It could be that it's like a sign of uh, prestige because you have the connections to get the port key approved, right?
0: Oh, interesting. Right.
1: It's like, maybe it's actually the elitist thing to take port keys. Amos Diggory grew up taking Cedric everywhere by port (laughs) key just because he could. No other reason.
0: Just as a reminder, the Diggory's also live in Ottery St. Catchpole. So I don't know if that's, if there's like a lot of like wealth going on in that area. It just feels to me like a bunch of country families. Country. Yeah. The love goods, as well that I think that is like the love goods and the Weasleys, like like those are both like very British countryside like children running around bare feet in the garden right. <laughs> places. <laughs> I don't know, this place can't be real actually. What if I'm talking about a real place?
1: Where the children famously run barefoot,
0: man, the fact that Harry Potter came up first doesn't mean this isn't a real place <laughs> it is it is real.
1: It's not Israel.
0: <laughs> it's located in Devon, England. Oh my God. Wait, I need to look at photos.
1: You know that this place has, it's, you could probably watch a graph of its tourism industry. Just jump <laughs> right around 2004, 2005.
0: Wow. Pranks on me because obviously all of the images of this place are just from Harry Potter. <laughs> In the Google image search. Okay, I'll do more research about that later. Um, anyway, we're here. We're at the Quidditch World Cup. Uh, any last words about the chapter? Anything we didn't touch on? Anything we should touch a little bit more?
1: That third nipple. <laughs> <laughs>
2: should always touch the third nipple.
1: Always go for the third nipple. It's just good advice. Solid advice. Okay. No, I don't think there's anything left to talk
0: about. <laughs> anything about the chapter okay great well let's move on to some plugs i would like to start by plugging our patreon um there's a lot of really dope stuff going on over there for patrons including for the five dollar a month tier you get access to our monthly bonus episodes which are no offense to the main feed but they're more fun (laughs) and generally better um, this month, our bonus episode will be sorting Brooklyn Nine-Nine characters into Hogwarts houses. Um, Andrew, you're on that one, right?
1: I believe
0: so. Okay, well, we'll both check the schedule, but I probably put you on. <laughs> yeah. So, So, uh, get ready for that. I'm freaking excited. I'm pretty torn, actually, about some of these characters.
1: Yeah, it's going to... I'll be honest, I'm going to have to go with- Oh no, I'm going to have to re-binge a bunch of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because it's actually been a while since I've watched it. So. Let me
0: tell you, I've been re-bingeing for this purpose, and it's a fucking delight. It's better the second time.
1: Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah,
0: it's a great show. Um, so anyway, join us on our Patreon. And also, honestly, for as little as a dollar a month, you can be part of our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. Me, Andrew, and Anna all hang out there, so come join us. Andrew. What do you have to plug this week, since you cannot be found on the internet?
1: Well, this week, I'm going to actually plug something I talked about in Discord a little bit ago. Uh, I've recently discovered the Apple TV show, The Morning Show. And it is absolutely fantastic. It's uh, Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell and... Oh, crap. A bunch of other people. It's absolutely fascinating. Oh, what is her name? I can't remember. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. That's it. Crushed it. 10 points. Um,
0: but you have to split those points equally 5.5 5 to each Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's a great show. The first season is really well done. It does a great job of like, I don't want to give too much away, but like uh, the the main issue in the show and the way that it kind of like tentacles out. it It's just, it's really cool. It's a really cool show. I highly recommend it.
0: Hell yeah. Thank you so much which I've realized is what I always say after every single person's plug. Hell yeah, thank you so much. Hell
1: yeah, thank you so much.
2: Anna,
0: do you want to be found on the internet?
2: Um, You can find me in the Discord. uh, Join our Patreon. I occasionally post there, and I mostly lurk and just like people's posts. And um, That's a really important role. Yes, it is. And uh, you can... Find me on Instagram, but my profile's private. So if I don't recognize who you are, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not accepting you. But so
0: what you are saying is if I already know you, find me on Instagram. <laughs> yes. She if we
2: are on the Discord, Discord, I will probably accept yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So what do you have to uh, recommend that you've been watching, reading, listening to, etc. lately that you think our listeners might enjoy?
2: Um, I've been watching Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Yes, that's my,
0: that's next on my list. I haven't seen it yet.
2: It's so good. And the episode this week, so when this comes out last week, it was told from like a deaf person's perspective. And I took sign language in high school and college. So I find that really fascinating and important. Um, But like the whole episode is basically silent. Uh, When he's on the screen, you hear nothing. But if he's not in the scene, then like you hear background noises, but the characters don't speak. So that was really interesting, but it's so, yeah, it's such like a fun little romp. It's Selena Gomez and Martin Short and Steve Martin. uh, Someone is murdered in their building and they decide to start a podcast to figure out what happened. So yeah, it's really fun. I highly recommend it. I'm super loving it.
0: Awesome. I'm really excited to check that one out personally. I've been your host Christina. You can find me on Instagram at Christina the Con, you can find me on Twitter at ChristinaCon, and you can find me on TikTok at Sprouts Private stash. Um and this month, oh man, I meant to schedule my plugs ahead of time. Like I meant to be keeping track of plugs, but in my notes it just says plug, colon, and then just nothingness into the into infinity. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm going to plug. I'm going to plug something that I've already plugged on this podcast, but I just want to, when I say I can't emphasize this enough, I'm going to try though. Like I'm going to try to emphasize it enough. (laughs) You should read the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle.
2: You've been talking about it a lot in the discord and it makes me want to read it so bad. So it's on my ever towering list of to be read.
0: It is written by Stuart Turton and it is one of the most unique artful, surprising books I've ever read in my life. And I've read thousands of books. This book caught me off guard. It's the, like, it's pretty hard to do that. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying, send me book recommendations that you think are going to catch me off guard, please, for the love of God. And I'm recommending this to you, The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. I fucking love it. And yeah, it's making its rounds because, uh, around the friend group, because once you read it, you can't stop talking about it. (laughs) Well, Anna, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to finally get you on the pod. Thanks. Me
2: too. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And
0: Andrew, my fearless co-pilot as always.
1: As always. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't know what to say there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll just repeat the last two words that you said. (laughs) All right, King. I got to go finish reading Just Get There, Off the Grid Porky Creation, before this book disappears without me. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: The Restricted section is stoked to be a member of the Movie Night Crew podcast network featuring some excellent other podcasts, such as Fandom's Gone Wrong, a podcast where Carrie and Charlie, a mother and kid duo, talk about movies, TV shows and books they both love, and it will probably devolve into friendly arguments. Hello, you awesome nerds out there. Yes, you. Have I got the podcast for you? We've got pop culture, swearing, and all the immature jokes you could ask for. We'll take you on a journey
2: through TV shows, movies, books, and maybe a video game someday.
0: And we'll tell you how they all went wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And this is Phantoms Gone Wrong. New episodes every other Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Restricted
0: section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn logo by michael hardison support us on patreon.com slash restricted section for as little as a dollar a month you can gain access to our discord community server which is a really happy place to be and there are other rewards as well such as bonus episodes and zoom happy hour hangouts be sure to follow us on instagram at restricted section pod on twitter at restricted pod and on facebook at restricted section pod Also, feel free to shoot us an email at restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise. Wow, I gotta get it together.
2: That movie sucked. I kinda liked it.
1: Movie Night Crew Network.